Mm-hmm. What's shaking? Th- not much. No? You just hung up a bunch of laundry. How was that? How'd that go? I'm a little sweaty. Yeah? Um, and, I, and I can't open my window about it. Oh, no. Um... I mean, not that, not that folding laundry is a great exertion or anything, but, like, the couple of steps back and forth in this confined space of mine that is, like, made worse by the messiness of it all, so sure. that my floor is kind of like a landmine. Mm-hmm. It's, plus, given the natural heat of this room, which is about 15 degrees warmer than the rest of the house. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's rough out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you survived, and now you've got folded clothes. How does it feel? Um, it feels weird because I, I came home with these on Sunday uh-huh. and I didn't fold them till now. Yeah, I've been there. I'm trying to get into the habit. Like, cause last time I did laundry, I was like, right as I finish my clothes, I'm going to fold them and put them away. And then I did. And I'm like, wow, my room is bigger than I thought it was when I don't have like clothes all over the floor. I'm like, oh, I can walk around. I can do like a full, most of a circle around my bed and it's fine. <laughs> wow, There's I'm I'm jealous. I need to like just seriously fucking deep clean my room because it is like in addition to like things being everywhere, it's also fucking nasty. Sure, sure. Yeah, I need to. Like this shit has not seen a vacuum in over a month. Oh yeah. Do you have carpet? No. Mm. Or it hasn't seen a broom either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't have carpet either, and I kind of prefer that because vacuum loud. Uh. Broom, soft, quiet, gentle. <laughs> Prefer broom. Yeah, but there are like there are cracks in the wood slats of my floor that right. means that I kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vacuum because no, I, I can't really sweep out of those crevasses. Right, right, right. No, I understand. Um, it is necessary. I, I like that. I like that we're talking about room cleaning. Yeah, no, it's important to get to avoid talking about this fucking movie. Well, we we have to ease. We, this is the foreplay of the podcast. We have to ease people into the fact that we're going to be talking about a movie. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and also, cleaning is really popular right now. Cult- yeah, Marie Kondo, hey. Yeah. Um, my fr- one of my friends is going to come over and Marie Kondo my shit in next weekend. Nice. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, with any luck. Yeah. Um, or you can just put me on the line and I'll just talk to my cat while you clean your room like we just did before we started recording this podcast. Honestly, that doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> I'd be willing to dedicate a good hour to that. Sounds like a... Sounds decent. Yeah. <laughs> Making plans on the podcast. Um, yeah. S- speaking of podcasts... Do, do we want to... Is that enough of an intro for everyone, you greedy bastards? Is that enough of an intro for us? <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think we just have to. I think we just have to bite the bullet and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
Welcome to Fear Bidding, everyone. It's your number one Catholic Guilt's podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. Um, and it's fear, It's podcast. It's fear baiting. Um, it's so... Um, <laughs> um, so... Before we get into the movie we watched this week, do are there upcoming horror movies to put off the time that we're going to spend talking about this movie? Let's see. Happy Death Day to You has gotten a clip release. Oh, nice. Uh, and that movie's coming out in a week and a half, give or the, take. The 13th or the 14th? The thir- uh, by the time you're hearing this, actually, yeah, it's the 13th. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's coming out uh, in about a week. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's a Wednesday. Oh, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw is out. Oh, it's out, out? Yeah, that was out on February 1st. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was coming out like in March. No. Well, that's fine. Netflix guess... doesn't Netflix doesn't normally tease that far in advance of that's things. True. I think. Well, fuck. I'm gonna have to watch that now. <laughs> um, scary stories to tell in the dark got a poster, and Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I I don't know if this is us learning it or if this was just us being reminded. Uh, but Guillermo del Toro is directing. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, he doesn't do enough horror. No, he doesn't. What was the last one he did? Like, um, P- Pan's Labyrinth. I guess is that I mean, horror? Probably. Um, I, I feel like I at one point accredited. He does so many horror analogous things that it's kind of easy to forget that he doesn't do horror that often. Right. Like, because like Shape of Water. Well, he did Crimson Peak. That's right. Yeah, but that one's apparently a little controversial. Uh, in terms of quality or in terms of being labeled a horror movie? Uh, in ter- terms of quality. Okay. Um, like, The Shape of Water is very adjacent to... Well, it's, uh, it's an homage to Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, Pacrim has it. some pretty... Uh, Pacrim has some pretty... Like, he's just really good at monster designs. Yeah, I wouldn't call... I wouldn't say Pacrim is even adjacent to a horror. I just think it's a, it's a monster movie. Not even yeah. a monster movie, it's a big robot monster movie. <laughs> the giant man anime genre? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> we love the giant men. Um, the big boys. But, no, I'm super excited for that. That's gonna be, uh, really exciting. We should, uh, I was gonna say we should watch, uh, The Devil's Backbone at some point, but then I remembered. Um, you can just say, come back to do a guest episode and I'll be there. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just... It's harder for me to, like, list movies willy-nilly that is just, you know? Yeah, yeah. We can't watch literally every movie that's ever come out. Yeah. Um, we can just watch them, though. We can, that's true. <laughs> I, I we still just exist. Do that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have podcast object permanence? Who? <laughs> Um, I have no idea who Seda is. <laughs> if they're not on the podcast with me at the second, they don't exist. Yeah. That's so true. That's true. Um, Dean Norris is in uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, by the way. Uh, I think that's the first role after his incredible turn a- in The Book of Henry. Oh, God. That cannot, that, this cannot be his most recent movie since then. Let's look up Dean Norris movies. I feel like he's just sometimes kind of in things. You know what I mean? You're you're not wrong. 
No, okay, he was in a movie called Beirut last year, and he was in a movie called Death Wish last year. Okay, that sounds correct. I don't know either uh, of those movies, but yep, if I was going to guess what kind of uh, f- films he has in his docket, those would be the kind of movies I would list. That's right, they made they made Death Wish because they were like, hey, ever remember, does everyone remember the Charles Bronson movies of Death Wish? Yeah? Okay, what if we made those now, but with Bruce Willis, and he's old? Ah, uh, but not Bruce Willis. But with Bruce yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's got Bruce Willis. Okay. Uh, and uh, this isn't really news, but Vincent D'Onofrio said fuck turfs, which I appreciated. Oh, this is news to me. Yeah, did you not see this? You, do you know who Vincent? You know who Vincent D'Onofrio is, right? Uh. Did you see Daredevil? Yes. He was the kingpin. Okay. <laughs> He's also been an actor in a lot of things. Sure, sure, sure. Um, he was the he was the bug guy in Men in Black. Sure, the sugar water guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, he said he, he says fuck turfs. He said fuck turfs. Yeah. Nice. And then he was also like, "Please, someone explain to me, stand, stand. Is it not simply stand?" <laughs> oh, I was also that person though. <laughs> At one point in my life. Um, and now I've, now I've been ruined as just a person and, and now I have to, um, ritually sacrifice myself because I know what Stan means. Yeah. And so do you. Oh, when I said I'm leaving this podcast, I mean, I'm taking Sarah with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This podcast is going to be an hour of uh, two minutes of dead air. The intro music, and then, like, 58 minutes of dead air. Yeah, and then the outro music. Or if yeah. we have a guest on, just a really confused guest for an hour. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't, like, hop on Discord and open up Audacity when we do this. We kind of just are appeared into a void that we cannot escape from until we are done discussing the movie. Um, and then only then um, are we allowed to leave. It's kind of like mystery. It's kind of like the Mystery Science Theater three thousand setup, except for sometimes the movies are good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also, but it's it's um it's just a black void, and we just have to we get we get a movie like, um, like the information just shot into our brain, you know. Uh huh. And now we have to talk about it. And so then we are we pulls to talk about it. So we haven't seen the movie yet, but we're going to go uh, have it pulsed into our brain right now real quick. Um, so we're just going to do a quick edit here. Cut it out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're ed- back. Edit out all the screaming that we just yeah, did because it's an extremely yeah. painful process. Why are we yeah. creating lore now? I don't know, but it seems like the fitting thing to do, but... <laughs> I mean, I think we've just kept it secret, and now we, we now that we have the now that we know that you're now that we know that you're leaving anyways. What, what's the, what are they going to do to us? Right, exactly. Better kill me in one shot. Better make it count. Better kill me in one hit. Um. So we we um we had the we we watched the nun. Yeah. <laughs> this, it's your fault. This was a Patreon poll episode. Uh, it's your yeah. Fault. It was yeah. So. Um. This might be one of my least favorite movies we've ever seen on this podcast. Yeah. Um. So, so this is a continuation of the Conjuring series, and I'm generally a fan of the main through line of the Conjuring. I think the first one is a genuinely good horror movie, and the second one is at least you know interesting. I liked um, the first one. I haven't seen the second. I like the second one. 
even though I know the real story and it kind of ruins <laughs> the movie because it's the I mean obviously the real story is super fakey um, because it's because ghosts aren't real but it's, yeah. but it's so obviously fakey when you hear all the facts about it um, so it's a little distracting but it's it's a good movie um, I haven't seen Annabelle because fuck that ugly piece of shit um, and then and then I guess the the nun showed up in the third conjuring I think which I haven't seen either um, and now there's a movie about it so <laughs> then we yep. watched it um, so okay uh, this um I... <laughs> this movie like starts with like... <laughs> like it starts with like a kind of like a previously it's a previously on, on. like it, it's we were talking about supernatural a lot during the movie because we weren't uh, talking about the <laughs> the actual movie right. when we were watching it because it, we were just so fucking bored right um. But um, supernatural like came to mind when they came when it was like the previously on because it was just like hey here's some things that happened in the previous Conjuring movies. But it's cut like and a now trailer. now we're in 1950s England. Yeah, so it's cut like a trailer. So when we were watching it, I, uh, we were both like, hey, did we actually just get like um an hour and thirty minute long like trailer for this movie? Um, then I skipped forward a little bit, and the actual movie happened. So we were like, did they just put the trailer before the movie? No, it's just, that's just how it is. It's just like that. Um, it's baffling. Um, it's it's so strange how it, it it's this movie seems to be kind of like forced into the continuity. It's answering questions I wasn't really interested in learning the answers to. Um, it's filling out characters that I didn't even really remember existed and don't really care about the backstory to. Um, and it only, like, barely has anything to do with, the um, the frauds that are the, uh, um, oh god, what are their last names? The Connors. No, the Warrens. Warrens, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I've been watching, I've been watching the, ter well, I watched a Terminator movie for the first time <laughs> last week, I think I mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> so now everyone's a Terminator? It's, it's yeah. The <laughs> nice. Um... But no, that's just how it is. Um, so we we get flashback to 1952 Romania, where some Catholic nuns are are fucking around in a monastery, and they get ooked and spooked by by a ghosty nun. Um, yep. And then the the fucking they get spooked by a ghosty nun, and then the one of the, the one of the nuns dies, and the other nun is like, "Okay, bye," and puts a noose around her neck and jumps out the fucking window. So cool, great, and we're, we're, and we're, then the French Canadian character, whose name I don't even know because they just called him French the entire fucking movie. Is he French Canadian, or did you just say that? He said that that was his line at the end of the movie when he like that was his badass line. Oh, that he's French. Canadian. His badass line was, "I'm French Canadian." Oh God. <laughs> That's why I was like, really, dude, when that happened. Oh my god. So his French Canadian, what is he, I guess people can just move places, but what is he doing in 1952 Romania? It's fine. It's fine. Let's not think about it too hard. Um, so then we're in the Oh, valley. no, sorry, sorry. His nickname is not Frenchy. His name is Frenchy. No, no, no. His name is um, um, uh, Maurice. 
Oh, it is Maurice. Sorry. Maurice the Wikipedia Perot. article. The Wikipedia article just like says the pair traveled to Romania to be with Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because what they call him we, throughout the entire movie, but apparently he does have a first name. Yeah, but so um, the people are the the pair are uh, Father Burke, uh, who gets the the sexy priest. Um, because it's not really a movie about Catholicism if you don't have someone who's having a challenge of faith. Right. Um. And who the fuck else is it? I uh, Sister Irene. S- Sister Irene. Mm-hmm. Um She's teaching she's teaching uh she's teaching dinosaurs. she's teaching sacrilege. Yeah, she's teaching a bunch of students at her like nunnery or whatever about uh di- dinosaurs. Um well not really, she's just like, Hey, look at these weird dragons basically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh my god. This the, the thing about this movie is that like it takes place in the 1950s. Yes. This movie looks like it came from like the fucking 1800s. Yeah, I I don't know if they knew what Europe looked like. Europe is just always old timey land, right? Is what this movie is suggesting. Yeah, to us. Mo- Europe always just kind of looks like vampire times. <laughs> mhm. Um but I think especially if you mix in the weird vampiric decadence of Catholicism, um, you know, it, it all kind of starts to feel like 1889. Um, yeah. Catholics are just like that. <laughs> were you ca- Were you raised Catholic? I was. Okay, so I was raised Protestant, so I don't know shit about Catholicism. Really. I was raised Catholic, and I don't know shit about Catholicism. <laughs> You are so valid. Yeah, because um, when I was, whenever the age, I think it was a little bit older than the age that it's appropriate to be confirmed. Um, my parent, like, I was like, not like I, you would have to like, I was not going to church because I loved going to church. You know, I was going to church because it was like an obligation. Um, yeah, same here. Um, and my mom was like, "Hey, you get confirmed for me," and I'm like, "I'm gonna have to ta- talk to this old man." I've literally never said a word to before in my life, and we have no relationship whatsoever. And just tell him about my, like, sins or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, hard pass. Hard pass on that one. Um, yeah, you have to go to confession to get confirmed. And it's, yeah, no thank you. Um, so, Catholicism, whack. <laughs> um, whack and decadent, um, especially in Rome and the Vatican. And it was fun. It was honestly kind of fun to see everyone's outfits. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dressed up in all their fucking chains. There's a reason why people, why non-Catholics think the Catholic Church is, or, yeah, the a Catholic cult? Church is the Antichrist. I don't, I, I've never heard that sentiment expressed, but I'm neither Catholic nor did I have many dealings with Catholics. Yeah, they think it's the mark of the beast and the sign of the end times. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, that's why was, there was such, I mean, not exactly why, but that is kind of why there was such a big uh, stink when Kennedy was the first Catholic president. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, like, there's logic you can follow. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I mean, Kennedy, were... Kennedy, Kennedy was the president, so he was certainly an antichrist, uh-huh. but ciao. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I got a new Fitbit, and um, apparently I... Uh, I didn't get a new Fitbit, but... Sorry, this is unrelated, but I was just noticing it. Um, I got my Fitbit working again, and apparently I have taken 400-odd steps today uh, when I've sat in my chair for the last 
uh, hour and a half. That's really <clears throat> impressive. I'm super proud of you. Thanks. I got up for a few minutes to put laundry away, I guess. Yeah. I, I can't believe you're astral projecting around your apartment. It's been that kind of day. <laughs> um, so they go uh, to... So Sister Irene uh, has not been, like, nunned, I guess, yet. Uh, yeah, she's so not been. She has not. She has not gone. She has not gone ultra instinct and gotten her nun like shit. Yeah, um, she has not gone. She has not become. She has not become nun. Be become be. What are you trying to trying do to here? Become a nun. There's no reason to portmanteau it. <laughs> There's not. <laughs> but why? Why does humanity climb Mount Everest? Because it is there. <laughs> Do you want me to just leave you here while you try to figure out a, a, a suitable combination of those two words? I think Beknun is the best I'm going to get. And it's still not very good. <laughs> it's, act- it's actively bad, I would even go so far as to say. <laughs> it's It sounds like neither of the words that you're trying to combine it with. Yeah. Um, so. Like, it's, it sounds like I'm trying to, like, do Beacon and, like, nothing. Right, right. Um, so, great job, everyone. <sighs> yeah. What can I say? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Say it like you mean it. Jeez. I'm tired. How do you really feel? I'm sleepy. No, don't. That's sleep. how I really feel. Don't sleep on podcasts. Mm, but what if I did? No nap on podcasts. You can't stop me because you're not the cops or my mom. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't know. So, if I so can... what? Ha- I don't know what, if I can carry happens... the dead weight of this uh, this movie by myself. Yeah, what what happens next? So they go to Romania and they meet Frenchie, previously discussed yeah. Frenchie, who had found the dead body of the woman in the 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 nunnery in Romania, the the monastery. Yeah, the uh, the abbess. The ab- yeah, um, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to show you shit, and they're like, ha ha ha, charming. And they're like, um, this the nun and this dude is like flirt, 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 um, and uh, chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. Walks out in his long johns, and you can see his dong a little bit. Yep, dong johns. That's why they call nice. him long johns. Um, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> it's a good look. Um, this guy um, is sorry. Like, I've, I, this is a compl- this is almost a complete non sequitur. But I've been watching Mob Psycho 100 lately, and do you think Reagan would like wear like a fucking Ebenezer Scrooge ass nighty? Um, well, he has canonical PJs, but he does give them away to aliens. So yes, <laughs> he's got the butt flap. Yes. Well, that's not. Those are two different things you're describing. Nighty don't have butt flap, but like one Z has butt flap. Yeah. Yes. Um. So we 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 were talking about the budget of this movie. Hold on, Blue. Let's do a quick scene. I want to do it. Hey, little little voice. I want to do a scene where you are explaining to me just how much money this movie made. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Blair. Um. Guess how much movie this. (laughs) 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 Fucked it up. No, I fucked it up already. Um. Guess how much money this movie made. Um, well, the thing is, if you were to ask me, guess how much movie this money made, the answer would be uh, 96 minutes. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty pretty good. Thanks. Uh, but my guess for how much money this movie made, 
Uh, is it like? Well, it was twenty-two million to make, so yes, it can't it have made more than a, it can't have made more than a hundred million. So I'm going to say maybe seventy million. Uh, you wish it made seventy million dollars. <laughs> So this is a joke that if we seem like we're acting weird about this, it's because we did this during the recording or during the during the movie watching. Yes. And I was kind of pissed that Blair hadn't saved it for the podcast. And I was kind of pissed at myself that I hadn't been like, wait for the podcast to tell me. Um, yes, it is. Up but so let's just let's just go to where let's just go to where I was walking up because then I said a buck fifty after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it is three hundred six. Uh, $365.6 million. A million dollars for every day that there is in the year. <laughs> that is U.S. American Catholic dollars. Um, uh, $365.6 million blessed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, is what this movie raked in. Because when we were discussing it, I was like, either this flopped or it made a stupid amount of money. And, you know, there was one I was hoping for. Um, But unfortunately, um, movies don't flop like they should anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like this, this the Chinese markets just like just buoy everything because this movie only made about 117 million domestically. That is still too much. It still is too much. But it made more than twice that in other territories. Yeah. And that's like almost, that is almost, I'm almost certain that's just like Chinese box office. Well, yeah, yeah, because it premiered um, in September 4th in China. Yes. Before it premiered yep. in. Uh, yep. Uh, so the Wikipedia article, under the under the critical response, uh, it goes into some uh, spirituality-based reviews of this of this movie. Oh yeah, uh, when I was looking for this movie to watch, um, I found an article like from like CatholicNews.biz about why you shouldn't watch The Nun. So lay this on me. The plugged-in review for the film summarized the spirituality evident in the film. Evil is real, the movie tells us, but so is God. Spiritual trappings are everywhere, and when in doubt or danger, you can't go wrong with a little prayer. In her review of the film published in the National Catholic Reporter, Sister Rose Pacate, a nun belonging to the Daughters of St. Paul, stated that, stated that there are two Catholic theological aspects of this film that are accurate. One is that the devil exists, and the other is that Mary, the mother of Jesus, will show us the way. Another religious sister, Nicole Reich, stated in her review of the film published on Sci-Fi Wire that if Valak was a real demon, he would never be able to reveal himself while, quote, the sisters were in perpetual adoration because the Lord was present. What this has made me want more than anything in the world, anything in the world, Blair, I want a Cinema Sins nun to just critique Christian movies. Yes! Because that's what Nicole Reich did. Yeah. If Valak was a real demon, he would not be able to reveal himself while the sisters were in perpetual adoration because the Lord was present. Ding. But like the ding is like it's just like the it's just like a like a sound font from like video games. It's just like oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't, I don't think it would be called Cinema Sins. It would be called like Cinema Commandments or something. Cinema Sins is already good because sin it already has religious connotations to it. Yeah, but the thing is that they it's already ta- they, so you got to come up with the second best name for it. Um, maybe you just do cinema, but it's with S I N instead of C I N, so it's Cinema Sins. So it's just okay. the spelling of it. 
Okay, but how about this? You just call it confessions, and then the the then the intro and outro music is um oh it's not it's Usher's confessions. Um. Okay, I feel like that's These a different thing though. What's that? I feel like that's a different thing though. Like confessional. Well, yeah, but what does that have to do? You with confess movie your that... sins. Yes, but what does that have to do if a movie is good or bad or not? I'm not talking about whether or not the movie's bad. I'm talking about the sins. So she is doing like the confess, like maybe she's like playing the role of like the director or something, and like she's just confessing her cinema sins. Sure. Um, you you've made a couple logical leaps here. Like what? Well, let's name not get into one. It. <laughs> oh my god! So 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 fucking... for the next fucking ninety minutes, nothing happens. Um, so yeah, nothing happens. What happens next is that Father Burke gets um, pulled into. So there is some very bad editing in this, and like everyone knows like the horror movie trope of like looking at something and then looking back and it's gone or like the bat the bat it's the batman it's the batman departure you know the one where (laughs) um and the thing that makes it impressive is that like you know batman will say something and then you'll like commissioner gordon will turn around half a second later and say something back and batman's already gone but like there's a scene here where frenchie sees the ghost and then just like whips his head he like turns his head to the right and then turns his head to the left for a cup for like five seconds and like a normal hue and then like looks back and the nun is gone and like a normal human could have just like scampered out of view right yeah it's it's so in the same scene if i recall correctly uh the nun falls out of a tree to hang herself but it's like the demon nun and then yes. and then frenchie's like what and then the, it falls on him and he's like oh no and it's like i and then the thing is like i am a haunted house monster and i'm breaking the no touching rule um because i've fallen <laughs> on top of you and i'm gonna try to eat your face off and he's like oh geez and he runs away like, the thing is that, like, one of the few compliments that I had for the movie going at that moment, like, up to that point, was that, like, they were doing a, very, a decent job of, like, presenting the nun as, like, this figure that, like, you know it's a nun, you know it's going to have a habit, but also it is, like, kind of an obscured figure still. Sure. And then, like, before the 30-minute mark, they just show you the monster's whole ass face. Well, they <laughs> they do that before this movie even happens. Like, because, oh... Lorraine Warren is fucking painting the nun in its fullness. Yes, face of course. And everything. So it's like that. That seal has already been broken a little bit, I think. Um, yeah. But it it looks literally like I'm like oh so now from like in haunted houses like from here on out um, everyone is gonna have a nun that's dressed exactly like this because it's so easily recreatable because it is quite ugly. It's yeah. quite unimpressive. It just looks like shit. What was the other thing that I got really mad about at that at this moment in the movie? Um, well, not exactly. So everyone's just kind of running around and getting ooked and spooked. Um, yeah. Uh, it's really stupid. It's like it's, 20 it's... minutes of a haunted graveyard because then Father Burke comes out and he's like, what's going on? And then he gets jump scared by a child who has a snake come out of his mouth. And the child is like the ghost of the child that he killed during an exorcism before. Yeah. Um... And then he, th- he gets jump scared into his own grave. Yeah. 
Dad. And then his bell starts ringing. But then, thankfully, uh, 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 Irene is, like, able to, like, fucking, like, close her eyes and, like, feel, like, and then all the bells in the graveyard start ringing, which is the the thing where, uh, in old-timey days, uh, there would be bells. Like, when you said, you looked this up, like, how long ago were they talking when they were talking about, like, when they were using this technology? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. This is just a thing that I knew, that I've learned. Um, um... Yeah, I, I don't. I actually don't know if this is a hundred percent true, or it's just fol- folklore. But it is. It is said that um, they used to uh, bury people with bells on their graves and with a little string in their casket. So just in case they did a bad job telling if someone was dead, which I mean, before medicine was like good, I can imagine definitely happened. Um, they would have. They would be like, hey, if this person like wakes up, there's a little bell that they can ring. Um, uh, yeah, to to let people know that they're still alive in there. So. Uh by the way, that was seventeen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that makes about that makes sense to me. Uh, so again, very very in place in this content. I'm sure those are like leftovers from like old timey shit or whatever. But like, I feel like a bell is gonna rust to the point of God. I'm getting. I just feel like I'm getting full cinema sins on this movie now. You can't. You can't. I know it's super tempting, but there's so much basic stuff that's bad with it that you cannot get detail oriented. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyways, he falls in there and he just like starts ringing it for ten seconds, and then Irene like digs him out and almost fucking shovels him in the face. Yeah, while he's in this like casket, first of all, there's no dirt that's falling into him. Um, it's not like cr- being crushed under the weight of like uh, five, three to five feet of dirt, um, and uh, he's just like fine, and he's got plenty of room to just like sit. Um, and then he gets attacked by nun hands, demon nun hands, and it takes about fifteen minutes for this 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 woman to unbury, uh, to dig. It's do you know how much work digging is? Have you ever had to dig a hole before? I've had to dig. I've had to shovel snow before, and I can't handle it. Right, right. Um, that's a good like uh, hour of work. I would say, at least. Um, because dirt just keeps falling in on itself, etc., etc. But no, he, she gets him out uh, while he's being attacked by, by demon hands in about 15 minutes, um, and then almost spades him in the fucking face. Um, like, like, mere inches shy, she stops. And I don't know what her goal is here. So you just, like, stab the, the, the fucking casket with... with, a. Uh, with your with your shovel um instead of i don't know like prying it off with your shovel it seems like stabbing at it would be the least effective way to remove the cover of a of a casket you know what i mean yeah um so but so irene and burke go back to the abbey the next day but only irene can enter because it's cloistered which is a word that i had heard before but i actually had no idea what the definition was until just now sure I mean, it's a, it's a it's a word that shows up on magic cards a lot. Okay, fuck off. No, it's fine. I don't didn't expect you to know it. So you just laughed at me in a way that made me feel like I was being made fun of, and I've it's been a week, Blair. Um, no, you're justified to think I was making fun of you because I often make fun of you. <sighs> you do, <laughs> but it's all out of love. Um, I know and affection. Yeah, um, and it has nothing to do with why I kicked you off the. Po- I mean, why you're leaving the podcast. <laughs> 
was. That was a pretty good joke. Thanks. Thanks. Got me really good, too, and I'm the one that said it. <laughs> um, uh. So they talk about the history of it, and it's basically demons, catacombs. Yep. They're keeping the demon locked down by just praying nonstop. Yeah. Which, fine. Um, um, and then, but so, and then some, it's, some, the demon uh, is some, sealed away with the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, that exists within an artifact, which is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> the bomb... So this Wikipedia article. I mean, I watched this movie, but just seeing it spelled out in front of me is... Uh, the best thing ever. The bombings <laughs> during the Second World War created the rift to reopen, unleashing the en- 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 the entity. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um. So, and then they just said, "Hey, that's Valak." And also, the abbess is dead. Has been dead this whole time. Yeah. So great. Um. <laughs> uh. So then they like do an epic battle against the demon. I guess. Um, and it's, like, not really anything happening. I don't <laughs> yeah, because Irene talks to a lot of nuns, and they're like, yes, we must pray. And then she goes to the prayer area to keep the demon away, but it turns out everyone she talked to didn't exist. It's, like, the they worst real. RPG ever. You know? Yeah, like, you're doing fetch quests, and then it's like, just kidding, plot twist, woo! Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, literally. Because, yeah, that's why it's like, I kind of zoned out halfway through this movie, because I was just like, it's just, it's just fetch quests that are happening. I am very impressed that you managed to make it to the halfway point of this movie before zoning out. <laughs> um, so, uh, they get, um, a key to the blood of Christ... Um, and then, uh, uh, what's her name? Irene gets her vows done while she's lying on the ground by the priest. Um, and so now she's a real nun. She's a real-ass nun. Um, and then they fight in, like, an underground catacomb river lake. Um. Yeah. And, uh, like, Irene has the blood of Christ in the little thing. Yeah. She, she drinks it, I think. She puts it in her she mouth. She puts it in her mouth and then replaces it with water. And then the nun is like, aha, I've got the crystal now. And then she looks in it and is like, wait, this is water. And then the Irene spits bl- the blood of Christ out of her mouth. Yeah, and then it gets into the water. And then the, the, the nun is, like, screaming and writhing. Um, and And then there's like a little falling action where people are like gee whiz wiping the sweat off their brow basically like gee whiz we sure went through a lot yeah um and then the nun comes back and tries to kill Frenchie yeah um and then Frenchie's like pinned up against the wall and he says I'm French Canadian motherfucker and then he like smears blood or something I don't, I really don't know uh huh um yeah yeah, because he's, he's been possessed by Valak because there's an inverted cross on his neck. There's so many fucking stupid, so much fucking stupid cross shit in this movie. Because early in this movie, a cross turns upside, uh, both turns upside down and catches on flames. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would say that is a little bit on the nose. Maybe just a little bit on the nose. Just like a tiny little bit on the nose, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, um, Burke. 
is trying to exercise something, uh, it the 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 crucifix turns red hot and catches the person on flame. Like they go up in flames. Uh huh. On flame is not. They they get caught on fire. That's how the English language works. Um, <laughs> I'm not literate anymore. Um, so whatever. I'm feral. I'm I'm going fucking completely feral and rabid. Uh, yeah, don't you don't don't you ever get tired of watching bad movies? Don't you just want to go ape shit? Yes, I do want to go ape shit. Um, <laughs> and then um, the fucking most infuriating thing about this movie is it like we gotta bookend it with the Warrens or else this isn't a Conjuring movie. So they're like, hey guys, hey guys, do you remember that one scene in the first movie? Where, like, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren were showing this, like, thing at a university, and they were talking about this dude who was, like, possessed. Well, it's the same guy. I mean, he looks completely different because he's played by a different actor, um, but it's the same guy. It's, it's a, a less attractive version of the same guy. Um, isn't that scary? Isn't that scary? I'm, I'm personally terrified. Oh, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> Um, uh, it's, it, it makes sense that the movies surrounding Ed and Lorraine Warren are getting progressively worse and worse, um, because the further you look into the cases that they've had anything to do with, um, the more you realize how bad of stories they are. You know what I mean? Because they're just and they're still they're still just every every Conjuring movie has cracked over three hundred million dollars. I think. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because Conjuring one did that. Conjuring two uh, did that. Conjuring three has not happened Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Annabelle didn't. Annabelle. Annabelle. Annabelle Creation did. There's two Annabelle movies. How many nun movies do you think there's going to be? Uh, well, there might be a sequel, according to James Wan. He didn't even direct it. He was just throwing money at it. He's just a producer. James Wan, get your act together. Yeah. Um. <coughs> oh, God. It, received, you it, it says, it received generally mixed reviews with praise for its performances and atmosphere fair. Um, but criticism for its weak narrative and over-reliance on jump scares. Despite this, it was a major box office success. This movie? Yes. Oof. Yeah, actually, I, I think everyone did a really solid job. Um, yeah, I, the acting the acting in here was fine, but, like, everything they was just awful. Yeah, it's hard to, like, appreciate. Like, nothing was, nothing was actually scary. Everything was either extremely dark so that you couldn't fucking see it, or, right. like... Way too well, like, you you weren't able to see the shit you were supposed to see, and you could see the shit you weren't supposed to see. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, the, so I, I am a victim to jump scares. I don't think they make a good movie, but I've definitely been pretty startled by a jump scare. I've, I've just kind of sat through jump scares in this movie, like, oh, yeah, say, say, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same train as you with that. You want to do questions? We have to rate the movie first. Oh, that's okay. On a scale of zero to five, um, blood of blo- Christ. vessels of vessels of vessels containing Jesus Christ's blood. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this one like the actors bump it up to like a one point five for me. I'm gonna give it five out of five. Just kidding. Yeah, one point five. 
1.52 maybe. Yeah, it's it's just bad. Um, yeah, it's not good, and it's not even compelling, I feel like, is the problem. You know what I mean? Maybe if yeah. I saw it in the theater, it'd be a different experience, but at the same time, it was like, I was, like, looking it just, at my it gave me no. It gave me no reason to, like, I, I, gave it, I gave it my attention, I gave it my interest, and then it just disrespected me in my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came into my office on my sister, my daughter's birthday. Um, the day of my daughter's wedding, but the go day off. Of my do- whatever it is. Fucking, I, you know I have not seen the movie. Um, I haven't either, and I still know that. Whatever. I'm getting But to be fair, stupid. I did think I was a man for 17 years, so I, I, I heard that line a lot. <laughs> is that what socialization does? It just makes you know that line? Is that what what? Is that what socialization does? It just makes you know that line? Yeah, I don't know what socialization means. It, like, I am that Griffin McElroy vine. I don't know what socialization means, and at this point I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> being raised as a dude makes you know um that's the godfather right or is that scarface i think it's the godfather oh god <laughs> there's too many mob movies uh don't yell at us we don't know anything <laughs> not the, if you ask me not not enough mob movies but mob psycho movies yeah there should be a, there should be a mob psycho movie thank you i, I don't i don't know if i agree but maybe. Hey, did you ever watch the live-action Mob Psycho? What? <laughs> oh, Netflix did. There's a Netflix original. So I was... Why, I, why does Netflix just, like, keep doing those? Do those do well? No, but the thing is, Netflix puts money towards literally everything because the stuff that's successful is extremely successful so they can afford to fund mm. bullshit. I just like it. They throw so much money around and they're not getting out of the huge financial hole that they dug themselves into at this point. Are they in a financial hole? Oh, yeah. Like last year, Netflix's financials came back and they were like 500 million in the hole. Yeah, that's probably why they're super bad, super like in debt because they keep taking huge financial risks by sponsoring shows that are not particularly good. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, there's a live-action Mob Psycho 100, and it sucks so much. The actor who plays Mob looks like he's maybe 17. Oh, uh, Blair, I'm sorry. I extremely understated the amount of debt that they are in, because uh, they are in $5 billion worth of debt. That is so much money. That is like, that's like a fake amount of money. How do you... There's the, some of the richest people's net worth. Is five million. How do you get that much in debt? Five billion, I mean. Excuse me. Yeah. Like, what kind of irresponsible spending do you have? Like, how many like the gold-plated net- yachts net- did you have to buy in order net- to get? Like, for, since, since they started doing streaming, their their business model has never made any sense to me. I'm and just it- like, I just don't, I just don't understand how they turn a profit with like a seven or eight dollar uh, uh, monthly fee. And, like, I know it's higher now, but, like, for a time it was 7 or $8, and, like, they had to have been paying money out the ass for those licensing things. Yeah. Well, they pay- paid $150 million, right, for Friends? That's what the amount was? Or was it more? Uh, let me just double check. How much did Netflix pay for Friends? 
A hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars, great. And that's only for this year. Oh, God. Um, stop to watching fair, Friends. To be, to, be, to be fair, that is less than, uh, like... Hold on, let me do some quick... I got That's like 2% of the debt that they're in, so it's really nothing. I guess so. It is just a drop in the bucket. Imagine... Imagine a hundred million dollars being a drop in the bucket because you're in so much debt. <laughs> like, I can't... Can you imagine the idea of a hundred dollars being a drop in the bucket? Yeah. No, for sure. Like, I just... Like, I bought pizza last night and it cost me like $30. I had to think for a long time about how badly I really wanted that pizza. Yeah. I, I bought LaCroix and lettuce last night and it came up to like... 9.50 and I was like, oof, that hurts a little bit more than I thought it would. Um, yeah, it's it's rough out there. Yeah. Um, but I gotta have that look. <laughs> gotta have that bubbly flavored water. Um, questions? Let's do questions. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm lucky about my LaCroix enjoyment. I'm lucky to be a LaCroix enjoyer because the local grocery of Wegmans has uh, a very good uh, fake LaCroix. Oh, I mean, fake Lacroix is great. It's just that I like. And it's very, stuff. it's like a, it's like a dollar for a twelve pack. Oh, nice. That's not that, not exactly that cheap, but it's pretty fucking cheap. Nice. Um, so we can do questions for this movie, but I, we did get a question for last week's movie that was interesting that I do want to talk about. Oh, um, I didn't see that. Let me pull it up. I'll read the questions. That's my job. Um, <laughs> it's by uh, Twitter users at Sufjohn. Sufjohn. Who wants to know what do you think of the character? What do you think of the interpretation of the characters as representing the stages of grief? Um, I think it's interesting. I never really because considered Ventress, that. Ventress is definitely acceptance. Yeah, right? you think so? Uh, Anya, uh, what, what what are the five steps? Uh, despair. Well, there's denial. Denial, anger, bargaining. bargaining. Hold on. <laughs> Are you Googling it? I'll Five stages of grief. <laughs> uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay. So, um, I feel like... I, I think... Lena would be denial, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Anya would be... Anya would be anger. Mm-hmm. Um, Ventress, I guess, is accept... No, no. Um, Josie is acceptance. Oh, I guess so. I was going to say... Um... Ventures is more depression to me than anything. Yeah, or bargaining. I, but then that leaves uh, Cass for depression. That's true. Like, I don't know where Cass... The thing that's throwing me for this is Cass, because I don't think she fits into any of these really cleanly. Like, yeah. I, f I feel like this, like, hits, and you're like, oh, okay, Lena is denial. Like, this feels like a brain blast moment. Yeah. Um, and then there's just, like, that one, like, that one hanging chad that makes it a little bit difficult. Like, oh, yeah, Lena is denial, and uh, Josie is acceptance, and Anya is anger, and Ventress is depression, and Natalie is... Or uh, Cass is... Uh, bargaining i guess i mean it doesn't not make sense i, I just don't read cat I, I just don't know maybe i'm just forgetting things but i don't remember what about cast was particularly bargaining um the read i i i, I fully agree with the read otherwise and i'd be, right, I'd be right. happy um no definitely i think i think there's substance there for sure i would i would yeah. like to to read um film theory on it or whatever <laughs> 
Um, so uh, that's that's from last week, and <laughs> so this week's question is from uh, Ryan. Well, we have two actually. Oh, we do. Fabulous. Yeah, you just can't see because one of them is from a locked account. Okay, cool. Uh, this question from at Sewer Peak Ryan wants to know what famous horror characters are most likely to attend Chunch. Church. Church. I, I know they said they wrote church. I just felt like saying chunch. No, it's good. I just thought they mistyped it as chunch, which would, which would have been very funny. Um, but I, so I was, I guess, just a little disappointed when I saw that they actually spelled it correctly. Um. Oh, <laughs> sorry to, sorry to. I've um I've been thinking about friend of the show, friend of the podcast, Seda, uh, Seda's uh, 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 rap battle that they typed out about being chubby. Yeah. About, like, fat and chunchy. Uh-huh. Fat and chunchy. It's good. <laughs> I've been thinking about that nonstop. <laughs> so, um, uh, 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 Jason Voorhees. Uh, his, Jason Voorhees, yeah, Jason Voorhees, uh, did not become Catholic. He has been Catholic this whole damn time. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um. He just, he does a murder sometimes, but he's a good boy. Uh, Freddy Krueger ever go to church? No. Freddy Krueger is not a good boy. <laughs> well, no, obviously not, but like, I'm talking like reboot Freddy Krueger, the Freddy Krueger who died because he got burned to death for do- for touching children. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. Um, maybe... I don't know. Maybe as a child. Like, I don't know. Like, that just, like, that feels like Catholic guilt that manifested in the worst possible way. Yeah, well, it's a little bit on the nose, I would say. But it I is, get it. It is, yes. I get it. It's a little bit on the nose in sort of social commentary. Uh, um, Hellraiser, Hellraiser goes to Demon Church. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 I joke about that, but, like, I, whatever, like, the hell version of church is, if there is such a thing... Um, like, if there is a place of demonic worship, that's where Hellraiser goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Pinhead. His name is not Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of called him Hellraiser. Hellraiser from the movie Hellraiser. You know, like Undertale, the man of Undertale. <laughs> Pinhead Hellraiser. Um. <laughs> How about the Xenomorph? Is the Xenomorph Catholic? No, Xenomorph, the Xenomorph is agnostic, and the Xenomorph also fucks. Uh, the Xenomorph is a new atheist. Yeah, y- yeah. The Xenomorph pays me. I said agnostic because I don't, I didn't want to think that the alien, that the Xenomorph would, like, in their spare time, just, like, get up to, wa- get around to, like, watching some, like, fucking rationalists on YouTube. <laughs> um, we should reclaim atheism, I think. It's time, I mean, it's I'm- time for atheism to be, like, normal again. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of work to do, though, because there have been some fucking men. <laughs> oh, isn't it always the case? Men, the thing, I hate to say that men be like, but the thing is that men do kind of be like. Men definitely do be like is the thing. Like speaking, speaking as a man, I'm sure you can address this problem a little bit more on the nose than I can. But like, men be like. <laughs> In my experience as a man, I would have to say that men do indeed be like. Especially if they're straight. Oh god, straight. straight. Sorry, I just almost knocked my book. I just almost knocked a book off of my desk. The book of Annihilation that I bought during the podcast last week. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That was a legendary fear baiting moment, if you ask me. It was. I kept it in. Top ten fear baiting moments. Um. 
Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't believe it. Was, was it. was it in question that you would leave it in? I thought that was like a funny, I thought that was like funny. Oh, I mean, it was just, it was just kind of like, it just kind of like interrupted everything. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I forgot it had happened until I listened it back. And I was like, oh, but it's good is the thing. Yeah. Um, well, this is organized. What's the next question? <laughs> uh, our next question is from uh, Michelangelo, who wants to know from at underscore hey underscore underscore what's up. What does what want to know? Y'all ever go to Bible camp? I went to Bible camp for my Filipino church, and it was just an excuse for all the parents and grandparents to get drunk and tell ghost stories. Bible camp was actually very scary for me, and it was actually the first time I encountered the supernatural. Never been to Bible camp. Um, I have gone to... So, there was never Bible camp for uh, my church, because my I went to an old people church, um, an old people Catholic church, but my friend... Like, most of my friends were Lutheran, um, because Minnesota is a big Lutheran Protestant state, despite having several cities named after saints. Um... So I went to a, a, a Bible camp for a week called Camp Wapo, um, and my friend basically just abandoned me. Like, she's like, I'm nice. going to hang out doing all these other things. And I was like, great. And then we had, so it was fun, but then you had to do prayer. And I was like, fuck, I hate the Bible. <laughs> I hate doing this. Um, like, th- we were in our bunks. And, like, they were like, get out your Bibles. And I was like, uh, because I, I didn't have one. Uh, I was ill-prepared for this occasion. Uh, I think is that, no, I said a week. I think it was only a weekend. Um, but, so that happened. Um, and then I, I think at that point in my life, I was like, you know what? I don't think this God thing is for me. I was maybe seven. Um, and then the Camp Wapo sweatshirt I wore, I bought there was super oversized, so I wore it well into middle school. Um, and then I had several teachers being like, oh, you went to Camp Wapo? I didn't know you were Lutheran. I'm like, not, I'm not. I just own this. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> uh, that's my story. I've, I've never been to Bible camp. No? Never been to church camp. Never been to, I've been to band camp. How was band camp? It, it was always, it always wound up being on the hottest day of the year. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, one year, uh, some dipshit wore jeans. Yeah. And like a long sleeve shirt, and he had to go home because it was like 96 degrees outside. And, he and got the a sun heat was stroke? bearing down on us. Yeah, he almost got a heat stroke. <laughs> and then heat another stroke, time, my dude. <laughs> and then another time when, like, one of the few times it was cloudy, like, I, I went to, I went to, it, band camp was a noon to 9 p.m. thing uh, for, for just five days in the middle of the summer. So I went to band camp four times. Uh, so that was over for 20 days. Uh, there was one day that was cloudy. And on that day, I remember we were marching drill formation and one guy just made a turn and his leg was like, hmm, I don't want to do this anymore, actually. And his knee just like popped out of socket. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's bad news, bears. Um, well. Uh, yeah, I never did band camp because I don't have any skills, but that's okay. What instrument did you play? I played sousaphone. <laughs> that's very cute. <laughs> yeah, I played the, I played the tuba for like eight years. Yeah, 
My sister also played the tuba, but only because she's quite small, and she thought it'd be funny if she, was, as a very small person, tried to play the tuba. Uh, she, was it funny? It was funny, but she only did it for like two years before she quit. Um, she, oh yeah. <laughs> she did not have the commitment for it, um, and I remember, but I do remember her playing it very badly in the basement, uh, trying to practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> all right. Fabulous. Recommendations? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I got one. Okay, let's do this. Uh, so, my recommendation this week is a video game that I've been playing lately. I can't remember if I've recommended it before. I may have, but I'll recommend it again because I've, like... Uh, about a month ago, I played a couple... I played, like, the first two hours of it, and I was like, hey, this is pretty good, but now I've, like, fallen headfirst into it. Um, it's a, a game called CrossCode. Um, have I mentioned this on the show before, Blair? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so CrossCode is a game about, it, it's a, it's, the setup is like an MMO, but it's a single player game. Like the MMO is just like fabricated around the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much like Dot Hack, uh, if any of, if you've ever played that. Um, and you play as Leah, this girl who just loaded into the game one day on like the, uh, there's like a, an area of the game that's just like four devs only. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loaded in there one day, and she has no memory of what's going on, uh, no memory of who she is, and she also, it's a very interesting thing that she, um, she is a complete, at the start of the game, she's a completely mute character, mm-hmm. because the, the the diegetic reason for it is that her quote-unquote speech transposer or whatever is not working, um, and so gradually one of the guys who codes the game is just, like, manually adding in words for her to say, sure. so it's... Be- between it's really always it's this is a really small detail I'm just thinking about it a lot now because that's a, that's this entire game but um <clears throat> it's really interesting to me how they managed to give her so much character and personality because like until the fourth chapter she, until, no sorry until the fifth chapter she knows how to say hi bye and Leah which is her name and that's all she can say and she she they still managed to create to craft like a full ass character out of her. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's it's really good. But um the the aesthetic is really what pulled me in a little bit. Um it's it's very SNES styled, it's very pixel graphics, and I know I know pixel graphics often just general generally like even if it's not SNES inspired, but like the music feels very much like it and just like the way like it's way far more detailed than you would ever have seen in an SNES game, but it has like a SNES spirit, sure. which I really appreciate. Um it's fucking gorgeous. The music is incredible. Um, the ga- like, there's really in-depth gameplay and puzzles, and there's there's so many systems, and there's so many systems, but I never felt like I was out of my depths. But, um, yeah, it's just sorry, I got off. Okay, I just rambled okay. about. It. I've been playing it a lot lately. It's extremely sweet. The writing is hilarious. It's one of the best games from like it is up there for me with Celeste and Return of the Oberdin, provided it does not completely fuck me over in the la- in the back half of it because I'm about at the halfway point. Sure, sure. Well, it sounds promising. <clears throat> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um. So my recommendation this week is actually something that Sarah recommended to me on air last week. Um. But it is it. I like dove right into it, and um, it's super fucking good. Uh, so documentary podcasts have been my new thing, especially true crime documentary podcasts. Um, and season three of Serial is like the ethically sourced version of Small Town Dicks because it's all this cop shit um, filtered but no through cops. someone else. Like I don't have to listen to cops like 
thing about small town dicks is like the two hosts are friends with the cops and that's fine but also there's like you can't really challenge them on anything or also create like a weird atmosphere yeah. in the po- like you can't like be like can't have a fight with your co-host unless you're one of us um but yeah we don't <laughs> fight though no no um we playfully spar um yeah we measure we measure our like <laughs> the best thing to sharpen is a blade is another blade yes exactly <laughs> um uh but uh yeah so i mean serial are obviously is done by this american life so it's really talented like it's really well produced and everything and the, the storytelling is all very good um but it's uh, as previously stated it focuses on Cincinnati and just the legal system within Cincinnati. And yep, the, the legal system in the one single courthouse in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh it's um the the mundanity of the crimes I think is uh, a lot more interesting than say like a I don't know, jerking off to like crime scene photos you know what i mean like it's 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 interesting in a way that i think uh if, if i don't you're... know anything about small town dicks but based on your brief description just now that show sounds miserable it's like not bad it's like really interesting but also but also you kind of to... like that but you just kind of have to it's just hard to do it knowing that these are cops and like they're trying and a lot some of the stories have to do with holding other cops accountable and that's great, but also it's hard to take what they're saying sincerely, knowing that they're still trying to cover their own ass because this is still their profession, you know? Yeah. Because um, they, you know, there was one story where they investigated someone for like, uh, uh, like, you, like misusing his power, and then like he basically at the end of the story he's like i guess i ha- i really had to re-examine how i you know spoke to all these criminals and like informants and stuff like that because uh, i didn't really take them seriously before and now i do and i'm like you know what that's great um but also you're a cop so i really don't know like i can't believe you had to go through that to understand that people's criminal records d- says very little about if they're truthful or not anyway um yeah. season three is very good end of yeah discussion. <laughs> yeah thanks um and that's going to be podcast, I think. We have mm-hmm. to do our wrap-up, but um, how long is this? Damn, this is an hour. Well, okay, I did poop for about ten of that. Yeah. Um, um, well, shit. Patreon is down, apparently. Oh, no. Um, well, uh, uh, if, if you, you want to support us, patreon.com slash fearbaiting supports both this and the Wonder Years. Uh, One dollar a month, you get access to everything, including the polls, like we voted on for this week's episode. Um, not entirely sure how I'm going to do polls going forward, but well, I'll let you know when I figure that out. Um, you also get uh, access to any bonus content that we ever may do. Um, fucking uh, five bucks a month gets you a message on the show and uh, uh, your name right on the show. And you can also, at $10 a month, you get to make us watch a movie. Um it has to be scarier than Donnie Darko, though. Sorry, I'm just kind of going off my recollection of our Patreon tiers right now. Um, so thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, uh, Michael Kaiser. Uh, we can just not say the names because Patreon is literally down right now. So we nope, have to I'm, I'm going to say it. Okay. Kit Spindler. Uh, shit. Paul Moran. Paul Bechtel. And my girlfriend, Allison. Nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to uh, contact the show, you can do so at Fear Baiting uh, on Twitter, 
fearbaiting at gmail.com or we have our ask box open on tumblr uh, fearbaiting.tumblr.com if you want to find me online you can do so at blairkitch on twitter or blairkitch.tumblr.com uh, you can find me on twitter uh, at uh, I almost said blairkitch nope that um, one yeah, that's that's you, not me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, SunHatGenia and also Twitch. I'm going to start streaming again sometime soon, I promise. I've been, actually been working on a, learning a game. Nice. Um, um, yeah, check out yeah. Uh, Sarah's other podcast, uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little bit out of it. That's okay. Um, you can also uh, uh, listen to our sister podcast, The Wonder Yurks, where me, Sarah, and our friend Seda... Uh, talk about Animorphs. Uh, and Animorphs of, good. Animorphs good. Speaking of Seda, thank you to Seda for our intro and outro music. You can find more of their works at gategothfights.online and thank you to noisebase.xyz for supporting our show. Uh, you do a great service. Thank you. <laughs> you can find more of their um, more of the podcast support, uh, hosted there uh, noisebase.xyz Yep. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of Fear Baiting, right? Yeah, yeah cool. that's the whole thing. We did it. I'm proud of us. Proud of you. Proud of me. I should have tried to plug my phone in earlier because it's 40% and I have to go run errands. We still have oh, podcasts well. left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to Fear Baiting. We'll be back again next week with Blair's swan song from this ep- from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we will send him off into that good night mm-hmm. and we will send him off as he is so requested with the film of mom and dad (laughs) another nicholas cage vehicle we'll Uh, see you next week folks yeah i have been blair i continue to be sarah and remember you can put a fucked up guy anywhere peace out